Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Satellite Connection, where we keep you connected to the satellite ministry wherever you may be. On today's episode, you're going to hear from one of our mentors, Brittany Kalmik. You're going to hear about her walk with the Lord began, where she grew up at, and you're going to hear some pretty cool things about her competition with a fellow colleague. So, get ready and let's get connected. Well, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of this podcast. We are here with uh, me and Steven are going to be interviewing Miss Brittany Kalmink. I am absolutely honored. She's been at Grace for about 11 years and in Satellite for about 11 years, and so it's going to be a good time interviewing uh, her. So welcome, Brittany. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, so 11 years. Yes. Uh that's pretty. That's a pretty long time. It is a long time. Um, how many of those years were on lead team? Um, I have been. I was on lead team for six years out of those eleven years. Wow. Okay. So that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a long time. I've definitely been in satellite since I started attending Grace. So. Um, wow. That's yeah, some that dedication. Was, right yes. There. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've definitely had a heart for satellite. So. That's awesome. Um, so, just getting into some of the questions. Uh, just tell us a little bit, about, little bit about yourself. Like, where, where were you born? What was your family life like? And mm-hmm. where did you go to school? And just stuff like that. Yeah, well, I actually was born in La Palma, California. Or mm-hmm. La Palm. I think it's La Palm. It's one or the other. <laughs> but it's in Southern Fact California. Check. <laughs> Fact check. Um, it was, it's in Southern California. And I actually, we moved. I have a twin sister. And so we what? moved. You don't know this? No. I am no. shocked. This is, this is news to me. <laughs> Caleb, you knew. I knew you had a sister, but not a twin. I have a twin sister. That's yeah. wild. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, yes. <laughs> I, Please show us a picture when you have time. For yeah, sure, I but she's to... not my identical twin. So, oh, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, so she, so I have a twin sister. When we were, t- we were only six weeks old, and we moved to Visalia, California, and mm. um, that was definitely fun. And I mean, I was only six months, six weeks old, so. But mm-hmm. as we built the house, uh, my parents built their house, we lived in a rental home for a while. And we attended Tulare Community Church in Tulare. And mm. um, I went to CBC from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade and graduated from there. I also went to COS and I studied child development, which kind of, which brought me to a preschool job, um, which that job brought me to the job I'm at now. And I'm actually the children's director here at Grace and I'm enjoying that too. So yeah, is that enough life story? <laughs> yeah, I could go on. That's I mean, awesome. I could go <laughs> on. <laughs> so are you familiar with the game Two Truths and a Lie? Yeah. Okay, is is it two truths and a lie or yeah. two lies and a truth? Two truths. I think it's two. Two truths and a lie. I think yeah, you can play either way. I, I mean, either way. Could. Yeah. But, but this is the this. I just want this is the question. What is a shocking like truth that many people would probably not believe if you told them? Well, let's see. There's a couple. I've always been really good at this because I always have some in the back of my head. But um, a truth would be, my brother used me as a test dummy to practice his paper in plastic parachute and i jumped off these toy bins oh? and broke my arm <laughs> oh my gosh wait how high were the toy bins i mean like if you look at this room that we're in it that you if i stood on them as a kid i could touch the ceiling so it was like i sco- skydived into cement no just the floor in our playroom 
<laughs> That's crazy. Or you know what? There's another one. The crazy. I just want to. How did you break your arm on a like a carpet floor? Yeah, Whoa. I landed on it. Like you know That's how like crazy. you're flying and then you just like oh I you see, come yeah, back I in. It. I came back in and landed on my arm. Oh. Or I, I have two. Can I share? Yeah, go one? for it. No. So there, when my sister and I were two years old and we were at a party, my family's a big family. My mom's a uh, mm-hmm. child of eight, and so wow. we had a fa- family gathering and somebody was supposed to be watching us. I don't know who. But we ended up on the roof of my aunt and uncle's house, waving at the traffic going down acres. Um, And the neighbor, they were all looking for us and they were super confused. And the neighbor knocked on the door and said, you've got two toddlers on your roof. (laughs) So my my dad and my my cousin had to come up and get us. Oh my gosh. How'd you get up there being that? Um, There was like a little balcony that climbed up onto the garage roof. Like there's maybe like a foot where we could easily step onto something and get up there. So my gosh, I was definitely a daredevil Little hoodlum (laughs) is what you were. (laughs) I was, yes. What did you make the, the, what what did your brother make the... uh... He used paper bags and plastic parachutes. His response to my... Michael's laughing in the corner. Okay, so I have to (laughs) tell you this. Michael's like, this didn't start out well Every time we got in trouble or like... We're doing something stupid and dangerous. We were always being watched by someone other than our parents. So, like my so cousin, it's their fault. Well, so my response to my uh, yes, we'll just say that because <laughs> yeah. they were watching us. My cousin was watching us that day, yeah. And she asked my brother, "What did you do?" And her his response was, "She didn't pull the ripcord hard enough." Because he actually was able to like make it to where he could you could pull this string, and like the actual plastic part would pop out but let's be real how <laughs> how like well would that have worked if it would have actually if it would have came out it wouldn't would have, have act- worked at all you would have broke your arm either way <laughs> I, you <laughs> know my brother did it before me and landed on his feet now i dove like full on because you really trusted the parachute you're like this is gonna <laughs> i was a kid i had imagination you know, it sounds like your brother has an act for like engineering and stuff he like does that, he's actually maybe? a mechanical engineer I d- yep. there it is mm-hmm. yeah. there it is <laughs> yeah. he is yep. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's funny. I wouldn't have believed that. No. <laughs> you wouldn't Probably, have? No. I also broke my nose off of those same toy bins, too. Oh, my gosh. I was being Maybe you should just throw my... the bins away. <laughs> <laughs> we should just throw those away. Yeah. <laughs> I was being watched by my grandparents that time. Of course. It's never the parents. It's that never are there. the yeah. parents. It's the grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Oh um, so... Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jesus. When and how did it begin? Well, I a lot of people I know know of this camp, but I went to Hume Lake Christian Camp when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And during their, it was their wagon train that's for the kids for like fourth, third, fourth, and fifth grade and sixth grade. I think it's, yeah. And so I went there and um, it was during a period of time in my life where my, my mom was really sick and my dad was just diagnosed with cancer and uh, my mom has Crohn's disease and she had been in the hospital with an infection. And um, as a kid, when you both your parents are sick and you're being watched by other other people, other family members, you get lost and a little confused. And I just mm-hmm. remember being at camp and really sad about not, my, not having my mom home and um, I remember hearing a message, and I specifically remember the speaker. He was just talking about the gospel and what Christ did for our lives and how much the Lord takes care of you during hard situations. And I just remember thinking, I want the Lord in my heart. And I went home, and I said I didn't want to do it there because my aunt was actually my counselor at the time. And um, 
I had said, I just want to go home and see my mom. And I, when I got home, my mom had just gotten out of the hospital. So I went into my mom's room with her and just shared that I want to, I want to take Jesus to my life. And mm-hmm. I've been serving him ever since. So, mm. um, and two, like the Lord's been just so good through my life and mm-hmm. I've each day and each as, as time goes on, I just learn more and more about who Christ is and who he is in my life. And, um, even through hard stuff in life, I just get to know that he's there for me. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So in the last crazy 12 months, what's oh. something that, uh, <laughs> God has shown you? Um, God has definitely shown me that he is a good God in a sense of nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but even through the hard, the hard issues and the hard things you have to go through with people, um, he he has taught me that he is continuing continuously faithful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that he's going to be the one that's going to give me the right words to say to people. I think I get in mm-hmm. in in the past few months, I've always been like, "What am I supposed to say, Lord? What am yeah. I supposed to do? How do I help this person? How do I help the people around me?" And I have to remember to lean into him and ask him to give me the right words because it's not my own that yeah. are going to help people. It's going to be his word mm-hmm. and his his scripture. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you're a leader, like people look to you. Yeah, and to, it, to like talk or ask for advice or whatever, and you're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, there's, and even in my own personal life, I when you're seeking answers and you're hurting. Um, God's scripture is definitely going to be the one thing that you should go to. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to spend more time in his word so that I can have the right answers or I can yeah. connect with him more and and help people the best I can. Because um, we live in a broken world. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and when we lean into God and when we focus more on his word, um, I don't know. I, I, I think over just, again, over this last 12 months, I've just really realized how much God's character is going to help you through life and understanding who he is. Mm. Um, it definitely has carried me through this year. And even so in the last few months, um, yeah. his character is what I should be seeking in him, him alone and to help others. So, yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think we could say amen to that. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> for sure. So, just tell us, um, since you've been in satellite and you've served on lead team yeah. for a very long time, you yes. have a very, very high pedigree here. <laughs> um, what prompted you to serve in satellite as a mentor now? Yeah. Um, so looking back when I first started attending satellite, I was in a very broken spot in life mm. and it kind of, it does definitely go along with my testimony. Um, I was just in a dark place and I came out of college or not, I was still in college, but I came out of high school going into college. There was a period of time I just stopped going to church because I just didn't know who I was, really. Like, I mean, you did all the right things growing up in high school. Yeah. You go to church, you go to a youth group. Um, I was very lost as a young adult and stepping into who I need to be. Um, and I got invited to Satellite and I got connected and... Um, I found a place for my for myself to belong, and so when I when I think about okay, what what prompted me to be a mentor, um, I can remember specific people in my life who were serving in satellite, who spoke into my life, who also who at just Grace Community Church spoke into my life and encouraged me. Um, satellite was a place for me to feel belonged, and I want to be able to help 
help other young adults who are struggling in life to know that they belong. They belong to God and they're welcomed and they're loved. Um, and especially I just, I look back and think, okay, I was in a broken place and I had people put into my life from satellite and from church. And I want to be somebody also who, who young adults and youth or anybody can go to. I want to be able to be there. And I have a heart for that age group in a sense of, I knew what it was like to be at that age and I knew what I struggled with and I want to be encouraging to those around me um, and just be present. I know sometimes I just needed someone to be present in my life when I was struggling. So. Oh yeah. 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 Those, those, uh, those years are some of the most formative years Mm -hmm. in someone's life. And that's such a crucial thing just to have a community that will support you and that will just be there for you. Even Mm -hmm. if they don't say anything, Yeah. just to be there for you. you I can think of times I was crying in someone's office and just somebody was just there. And so being there for others is what, I know Christ is always there for us and Mm -hmm. trying to set an example again back to what God's character is and being there for Mm -hmm. others. And I just have a heart to be there for people. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. If you could give like a critical piece of advice for young men and women following Christ, what would you, what would you say? Um, remember that God's word is ultimate Mm -hmm. and, um, he's always going to be there for you. Um, even though when you're struggling and you're not understanding where your place is, um, or you're hurting, God's going to be there and he's going to put people in your life that are going to help you and encourage you. Um, and just don't take, don't take your time at church or find a home church. That's, that's my biggest thing. One of my biggest things I think for me was finding a place I felt like I belonged. So finding a church that you can connect with, especially if you're away at college. Um, I've seen a lot of friends, fall away from the Lord because mm-hmm. they didn't get connected right away. And so just say, find a place to get connected and make sure you're being fed by the Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially for like people that are listening to this that aren't here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, if you're, if you're away at college, I would definitely say, yeah, remember to seek the Lord and find a place to click, like plug in. Even if you know, you're not going to be there permanently, you still at least have people pouring yeah. into you and Christ being poured into you by others. Yeah. So community is very important. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I would say like if you're away at college and you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like all of us probably know a church where you're at that you could go to. Like I know Mm -hmm. a couple. So if you're ever like just wondering where, Mm -hmm. you know, a church, just ask people that have been around because there's a good church everywhere. You Mm -hmm. just have to find them. Don't always just go to the one that's the biggest and stuff like (laughs) that for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just staying rooted in your Mm -hmm. faith. Is just critical, especially yeah. Yeah. at that age. I mean, when you go away to college or say if you join the military or just go away <laughs> somewhere where mm-hmm. you're not um, you're not at your home church or you're not with your mm-hmm. home community, it could yeah. feel very foreign to you. It could feel oh, very, yeah. very, uh, yeah. very lonely to you. Well, I think, I think about it, though, like at times when I don't know how people do it because I am such a homebody and I love being around my I, – I, I just like being in a normal place. And so when I think about people moving away to other states, I'm like, how can you do that? Because you have to start, you have to find a new community. You have to start in. over, essentially. And so it can yeah. be a little scary. And, and I bet I bet those who've gone away to college, have it's a little intimidating. I'm like, okay, where am I going to fit in? Where am I going to get plugged in? But, I mean, it's really important, though, to reach out to someone or find a place. And, yeah. I mean, even if it's just, like, Google searching <laughs> churches yeah. nearby. Yeah, not really. But, um, We've had people in satellite search us up oh, on yeah. Google. Oh, and yeah. They've, and been, they they've been completely transparent and saying, 
yeah, I, I searched you up on Google, and that's how I found you guys, and, and that's, that's why I'm here tonight. And that's a great yeah. thing yeah. to do, too. Super so, cool. Yeah. yeah. What would you... <laughs> this is, I mean, this is like a specific person, but if, like, Nicholas is uh-huh. literally in a different state, yeah, you know, yeah. or a different city, like, every week, Yeah. how would you stay rooted if you were traveling and you don't have, like, you're not going to have a constant just, church at all like you're just not i would just say find churches <laughs> yeah like, i know what he does i mean if you guys don't know who nicholas is but he's one of our friends but yeah. he is traveling around the united states right now in a giant hot dog, <laughs> in a hot dog. <laughs> in a giant hot wearing dog. hot dog merch <laughs> um but <laughs> giving, out, what giving out free hot dog whistles <laughs> they're yeah. whistles i don't actually serve food out of the wiener they don't they that's don't. a fun fact no. but no um i would just say just finding finding somewhere to be on a Sunday morning or if you have a home church it's very like I I know that Nicholas does this sometimes he watches um, our online Mm -hmm. services especially if you're traveling a lot just trying to trying to stay connected in some way Um, yeah yeah so yeah for sure just reading oh yeah not even reading scripture I mean yeah you're never you're always gonna when you're rooted in the Lord's word um, he's gonna be like you're gonna you're gonna stay connected in a sense with the Lord too yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, so you, what high school did you go to? I went to CUC. Okay. Yeah, Central Valley. What Christian. did you play sports in high school? I did. I played basketball for two years. Okay. And then I swam all four years. Nice. So those were the sports I did. Hmm. And nice. my, my, um, I'll talk about swimming because that was my favorite sport. Yeah, but that's what I want to talk I, about. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a swimmer too. I did the 500. Uh, yeah, that was like my that. event. That's that sucks. <laughs> that is about 20 laps going back and forth. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Some people find it boring. I find it soothing. <laughs> that's psychotic. Really? Yeah. I I enjoy it. I find so. it boring. I, I was a swimmer most of my childhood, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I decided that once I started playing, you know, sports, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I would rather die on the field <laughs> than in the water so that's why i stuck with baseball from then uh, they're out See, baseball and basketball well how consistent were you with those how like did you do them like all throughout your childhood and into high school like both of those like basketball and baseball yeah yes very okay. consistent because yeah. i did swimming like from like six years old all the way to 18 so mm-hmm. <laughs> that was yeah many many years of my life yeah what's your what was your best time for the 500 do you remember? Six minutes and 30, around 30 seconds, something around there. So, That's good. Yeah. Have you? Decent time. <laughs> Some people swim under under six minutes and people, I cannot. People, <laughs> uh, Sawyer Nodell still holds the record at Golden West for, nice. I think, swimming under, I think it was like five something, low five mm-hmm. or high four. It was. I mean, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 445 or something. He's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. Uh, this is a specific question. Have you ever competed in a swim contest, swim race with a colleague? <laughs> And if, if you have, who was it and who won? This is awful. I, I wonder who asked up. that question. I have. this Now I see the setup here. Michael Lopes. <laughs> Shout I out, s- Wolfie. <laughs> the answer we, you've all been waiting for. We, okay, I will say, we get a little competitive sometimes. I have a I bit of... It. Okay, but mind you, let me tell you this story I because there's a little bit, I mean, you know, bit. You know, a little you bit of. I feel like there was a little bit of fibbing going on in some <laughs> sorts because I was not told the whole truth because I was very. I can't remember what brought up the conversation really, but I know that we were making a bet. We have a little bit of issue about making bets. We try not to make them so often. You heard it here first, Grace Community Church Gambles. <laughs> <laughs> so Speaking I. Speaking of finding a home church, we might. <laughs> 
I can't remember. I would just, I remember I was having a conversation with Michael and I was like, oh, I could totally whip your butt in the pool. Like it's, it's going to happen. Like, oh, please tell me and, Michael won. Oh, Michael won like by two I'm whole laps. So, dying. but like, okay. But so Man. here's the thing is I was practicing. Like I was starting to work my way up. I was going to the gym. I was yeah. getting my swim. How long in. ago was this? I don't know. Maybe like two years ago. Oh, wow. Recently. Years. Yeah. So I was here when the, yeah. Like I was at Grace when this happened and I wasn't invited to watch this. You know, knowing I was a swimmer. It, uh, we didn't really tell anyone. We it was just something man. in bet- between us and cuz we go to the same gym so I was like, okay, like I'm going to beat you. And then one yeah, day hilarious. I look at Christine. I can't remember what brought up the question or the conversation, but we we're talking about swim and polo and mm-hmm. and I look at Christine cuz she had this look on her face. It's like has did Michael swim in high school? Like and she had this like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, yes, Michael swam in high school. And I literally. He played you. He played me like a fiddle because he made it seem like uh, he didn't know anything about swimming. Little he, hustler over like, here. Like he acted as if he did not know anything about swimming. And I was like, do you even know how to flip turn? And he goes, what's a flip turn? So he would literally you say. You definitely lied. Oh, he definitely lied. Like it was definitely some fibbing going on. And <laughs> I was, I mean, I guess I could say I am pretty gullible at times. So yeah. I just totally fell for that trap. But yes, Michael won. And he, wow. he, um, he whipped my butt. So wow. one day. I will get rematch. in shape and we'll rematch it. <laughs> rematch. <laughs> I will do it. I will beat him. Okay, four? We'll in f- we'll what is he? Four what? What are you? Yeah. So, anywho. Oh. <laughs> It'll happen. I want to see it. I, I will. I will we got you, it. Kayla. It's got to be a sideway defend. Because <laughs> I feel like when the pressure's on, Michael's going to buckle. <laughs> he probably will. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Anyhow. The knuckle crack. <laughs> the knuckles are cracked. Yeah. I have more faith in Woof. Uh, <laughs> so, what are some of your like favorite hobbies and just things to do? My favorite hobbies. Like, tell us a little bit about it. Well, Big Brother. I. Oh yeah. Watching Big Brother. Yeah, watching Big Brother. That's a fun thing. I don't watch as much TV though as many yeah. some people think, but um, I definitely like to read. Reading is definitely mm. a soothing thing for me to do. Um, what kinds of what kinds of books? Oh, like mystery what kinds of reads? novels. Mystery. I okay. love oh, mystery. Go. I love a good mystery. You yep. you put a mystery book and I can, sometimes you have to like take the book out of my hand to actually talk to. You. I can remember a time when I still lived at my parents' house. I was sitting on the couch reading, and my mom probably asked me the same question three times. I did not respond at all because I was just too, in, like, I wanted to read. I was like, quit talking to me. Like, I stop want to it. Read. <laughs> Let me guess. You were huge into the nancy drew books i was not actually really no because that's wow. like that's like the quintessential you know like mystery. i don't think that's i've like ever ri- i don't think childhood. i ever read i'm probably had re- only read one nancy drew book wow. growing up but i don't know when i became like i would say like a crime junkie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like to know factual things about mm. crimes i don't know why yeah. i just do i have a friend who her name is Jenna Lopes. She also <laughs> loves crime. <laughs> Her and I will get on conversation about different crimes and the po- like podcasts that we've listened to about different stuff. That's hilarious. And we used to we would tease with her dad actually and say, um, you know, you should be scared of Jenna and I. We've listened to so many podcasts that you never know we could get away with a few things in life. So. <laughs> wow. Now I'm now I'm scared. <laughs> Now I need to watch out for Brittany. So, Crime Junkie podcast. Crime, yeah. you, you 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 listen to that too? Yeah, is that a Crime Junkie? No, is that an actual? That's podcast? an actual podcast. It is an actual. Oh. podcast. I have not listened to it, but I I've heard lots of great things about it. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it, it's a good podcast. It, it is good. I like it. Mm. So. Oh, you listen to it? I do. Oh, okay. I just said I did. Oh, I? I, I was asking. She does. Real <laughs> I didn't know. So, we can rewind it back if we need to listen. <laughs> yeah. So reading. I like true nice. crime. Um, nice. oh, okay. Yeah. And then I do. I still like to swim, but. Yeah. It's been cold, so I haven't been in the pool at all. What gym so. do you go to? Doesn't InShape have a? I was gonna say, isn't yeah, I mean, InShape right? InShape has a pool, okay. but um, they've um, they I, I just haven't been in a while. Oh, okay. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, for a while you had to like reserve the. Lanes. That's why I left actually. Like legit, I was like, I'm done. You just it. like weren't gonna do the res. res- I just did. Yeah, I just. Well, yeah. it's it worked. So I actually enjoyed um, reserving. So. Yeah. Yeah. But Swimming's fun. Yeah, it is fun. To like an extent. It. Well, I could just. Keep but you playing. never. So you never played water polo. No, I okay. played water polo. Once you start playing water polo, you hate swimming. We at actually, the there was a period of time like our coach was asking some of us, "Would you be interested in playing water polo?" Because we're going to start a water polo team at CBC. Oh, you should have said yes. Well, so I thought, okay, we'll practice at someone's house, and I was throwing a water polo ball at a friend's house, and I actually dislocated shoulder. my yep. shoulder throwing it, well, and yeah. had to go to the ER, and I realized that is not yeah. for me. <laughs> Yeah. so it's tough yeah it's fun though well uh we've gotten the signal that we are out of time sadly um <laughs> but Wolfie Brittany, thank you for You're coming and sharing about yourself and about your uh relationship with yeah. jesus Thanks and so we much. just yeah. thank Thanks you for, for serving me. serving yeah. in uh satellite we appreciate ministry you. well we i appreciate you guys so yeah, yeah. thank you you're welcome thanks for having me yeah of course all right and now we're going to go into some announcements so uh, last Thursday, we started a new series looking at the nativity story. So, um, lots of lots of uh, exciting stuff to come uh, as far as the messages go. So stay tuned. And as you've noticed, we've already met one Thursday, but unlike November, we will meet all Thursdays in December, <coughs> since Christmas and New Year's are both on a Saturday this year. Yeah, and just a reminder, we have ABF on Sunday mornings at eight thirty during the first service. Uh, being led by Jim Ozier, it's an awesome time of discussion and being able to just talk about world events and different things, uh, whatever he has planned. But just come ready to um, dive into uh, difficult topics and fun topics and being able to just spend time in community. Yeah, and last month we had our fall feast, which was a huge hit. This month um, on December 19th at 5.30, it is a Sunday. I know our other events have been on Fridays, but this month it's Sunday, December 19th. We will have our Christmas party. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing breakfast for dinner. So come dressed in your favorite pajamas, and we'll have dinner together, and it'll be a great time. Hope you can make it.